Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Well, welcome everybody to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your co-host today, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. And I want to thank everybody who tunes into the Must Read Alaska show. Maybe you watch us here at the Must Read Alaska show, you read us on mustreadalaska.com. Either way you find us, we want to thank you for being part of the Must Read Alaska family. And if you like what you read, watch, or listen to, make sure to uh, click on that donate button. If you go to mustreadalaska.com, on the right-hand side there, there's a donate button there. And all those $5, $10, $100, $100 a month donations help us. They, they are what keeps the lights on here at Mustard Alaska. We aren't funded by some huge dark money conglomerate. We're funded by everyday folks like you giving $5, $10, $100 at a time. So we want to thank folks who already do that. We really, really appreciate it. And if you like the Mustard Alaska show, you find us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and the list goes on. Make sure to give us that five-star review. We produce all this content for you for free. All we ask in exchange is a review or two every once in a while. So if you've given us a five-star review, we want to thank you for doing that. And if you haven't, just go on your iTunes, just go on your iPhone, click on podcast, type in Must Read Alaska, scroll down to the bottom, and you all you don't have to write anything. You just click on five stars. And if you enjoy our app, uh, you know, tell a friend about it. You can just go to the iTunes store or the Android store, type in Must Read Alaska. You'll find our Must Read Alaska app right there, and you can download it for free. A lot of folks enjoy that. And uh, leave us a review there as well. We'd really appreciate it. Um, but without further ado, I want to welcome our co-host to the show, <laughs> Suzanne Downing. Drumroll, please. <laughs> yeah. Hi, everybody. Uh, it's good to be back. I've been uh, out for a couple of weeks um, on just uh, on location, various various places in undisclosed locations. And because of the work we do, gosh, it's most of the time I am in an undisclosed location right now <laughs> in a hotel room somewhere in Alaska. And um, so, you know what, John? I, a couple things. One, happy Columbus Day. Nice. To you for all uh, your all your uh, friends from Italian kind of heritage. Um, happy Indigenous Peoples Day, because that's kind of the new flavor, which is the, they got here first or they got here before uh, the Italians did. And I'm kind of in the mood of just calling it Happy Explorers Day or Discoverers Day, because um, you know some people got some places first and, and we really don't know if there was anybody here before them. But. But um, just kind of neat that people got out and explored the world in ways that um, were dangerous and were adventurous. And now we're out there exploring space. And maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll run into life out there in space and, and uh, we'll be conquerors once again, right? Yeah, when I, when I think about that, I think about back in the day, you used to have to go hunt and kill your food if you wanted to eat. And now we throw a tantrum if you know something is not on sale at Walmart. <laughs> That's uh, if the if the store is not open. So, but but yeah, to that point, you know, speaking of living in a civilized society, I just want to mention that in Anchorage, I am absolutely horrified and disappointed that the Allure Day Spa and Salon is closed permanently. They announced it quite suddenly that they were closing, and this is like the big luxury uh, salon downtown in Anchorage. 
and women all over Anchorage love getting gift certificates to the Allure um, salon there. You can get your hair done and your nails done. You can get massage, facials. They can do your makeup for weddings and special occasions and whatever. And they've got all the products you ever want to buy. And I bet there are tens of thousands of dollars worth of gift certificates that are just out there. I mean, I think I have a $70 gift certificate, the Allure Day Salon. <laughs> you better use it quick. No, no. They, they <laughs> close without notice. They oh, are wow. done. Yeah, they closed. They said, we're not opening. We're closed permanently. We closed as of today. And that was it. They're closed, which is really too bad because you look at the decline of downtown Anchorage and, you you know, when once north from left and there's just not as much reason to go downtown. And Fifth Avenue Mall is kind of, eh, you know, meh. It's, it's not very interesting, quite honestly. And, the, and now their large luxury salon is just, they just pulled up and left. So, um, you know, but these are first world problems and by golly, uh, I hope that the owners of the Allure Salon enjoy my $75 that was left on my gift certificate. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one. Yeah, I bet there's a lot of folks out there. You know, yeah. speaking of events and things happening, it's we Sarah Palin had a very interesting event over the weekend. And uh, yeah, speaking of people a, not going downtown, right? Yeah, she, she, you know, it was rumored that she was trying to get Trump to this event. I think a lot of the chatter and scuttlebutt around Alaska was that Sarah Palin uh, was held going to hold another event in Anchorage before the election and Trump was going to come. Well, uh, you know, plans always don't go as planned and Trump never came and they brought in, they did bring in somebody that's kind of famous in the conservative world, the uh, sheriff, the good sheriff. And, uh, but the event was a pretty much a, lackluster no-show for the for the most part huge room that seated three thousand people and i think maybe at maximum 100 people showed up well i think you're overestimating the number of people i've looked at some of the video (laughs) from it and i've looked there's a couple of people that did video from it and i've looked at the video and if you if you took out the people who were staff of the denina center and then you took out the people who were staff for Sarah Palin or part of her campaign. So she probably had five or six people with her, at least probably more if they expected more people at this event. They expected a lot of people. So they had security and they had Denina staff and then they had Sheriff Clark brought his own um, aide because he's a celebrity sheriff. You know, David Clark from Wisconsin, I guess. And and uh, you know, he's kind of popular in Trump world. And then you had uh, these these performers. One was a James Brown uh, performer. He did cover songs of James Brown, and it. And then the other one was like Tina Turner or something. So they were these celebrities. And then they had the bouncy house and the uh, the uh, the mechanical bull out in the sort of in the foyer out there for people to ride. So they they spent a lot of money. Mechanical bulls bringing them into the Denina Center is not cheap, and then renting that room is not cheap. Getting all that uh, staff there and getting Sheriff Clark there probably cost a pretty penny because he's got a booking agent. He's a, you know he is a celebrity sheriff. He's got a booking agent, and so spent a lot of money. And then you so you subtract out all those people, you probably have between fifty and seventy people attend that were actually there to see Sarah Palin and Sheriff Clark, and they had put out a a flyer and they sort of papered some of the houses in Anchorage with a flyer that had Kelly Chewbacca on this for a while. So Kelly Chewbacca running for Senate against Sarah Palin. It was going to be a Kelly Chewbacca with Sarah Palin event. I called the Kelly Chewbacca 
uh, campaign. I said, so you guys didn't show up. She said, they said, we told them weeks ago, we weren't going to show up that we weren't, we had a scheduling conflict. We told them weeks ago. And yet they still put out this flyer that had a terrible picture of Kelly on it. I mean, it is not a flattering picture. The picture of, of Sarah was flattering. It's hard to take a bad picture of Sarah Palin, but, um, but Kelly's face looks just awful in this, in this flyer that they put out. But in any case, she, her, her campaign said that she had already told them she wasn't going to show. So the, the day before the event, they put out a, a flyer on social media and it was just a Sarah Palin event at that point, except that she plugged her boyfriend in to where Kelly Chewbacca was supposed to be. So it was a, it was a Sarah Palin, Sheriff Clark and Ron Duguay, her boyfriend from Florida. I don't even know who that is. Well, he's a he's a former hockey star from the from New York. So that he he he's a quite well known in the hockey world. But uh, but still, even with that, they were only able to get 50, 70 people. Now, what was interesting is that they had a, a sort of warm up act, and they had you know Jerry Ward talk for a long time, and they had the James Brown act, which I thought was. Um, <laughs> to 50 people that must have been so awkward yeah it was awkward <laughs> like in a I huge, mean, it's it one awkward. thing to have like 50 people at like you know a dive bar in downtown anchorage it's another yeah. thing to have 50 people in a huge the biggest conference room in alaska <laughs> exactly and that's exactly right and so it was cavernous in there and there and it's 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 built for three it'll hold 3300 i think but when, when Sarah Palin got up to speak, she once again complimented Mary Peltola just enormously and said how much she likes her, but that she, we just can't, you know, this is a, a Republican state, so we've got to, to do Republican things in this state. But uh, interestingly enough, she did say that it was time to rank the red. She did say rank the red, which is the first time I've heard her say that because in the past, you know, she's been very coy about this. She doesn't like Nick Begich for her own reasons. And she does, she has said, um, you know, she wouldn't, when asked who she would vote for second, she hasn't said, but then in some of her videos, she sort of indicated that she's going to rank Mary Peltola. This time, however, she said, we have to rank the red. And she sounded, even though her voice echoed through this hall, vast hall where the voice is just bouncing off the ceiling and there's just hardly anybody there. She said um, that she you know, was, she, I mean, she felt humbled, I think. She looked a little humbled by the whole situation. And uh, yeah, this so, is somebody who's used to speaking in front of tens of thousands of people. Yeah. And, and, it, and this was a, a little bit of a different attitude than we've seen from her before. And so I, you know, you kind of feel bad because they spent a lot of money. They lost a lot of money. And then afterwards, neither Sheriff Clark nor Sarah Palin's campaign has posted anything about this event. They did not post a picture, not a meme, not a quote, not a video. They posted nothing. And that kind of tells you what happened. It was a actually a complete meltdown. Yeah. I mean, this, it, it, uh, this is a prime example to me of not being connected to um, the Republican Party and some of the repercussions of this, because, you know, usually to have a successful event like this, we saw it with the Trump event, all of the local volunteer base, none of these, you know, none of these districts are 
are stacked with paid people. These are all volunteers. Mm -hmm. I volunteer for my district. They're helping kind of create the buzz and get people, you know, excited about big events like this. And if you're a candidate who is not only not connected with the party, but, you know, oftentimes disrespects and makes fun of the very own party that she's running on, it's Mm going to be tough to pull off an event like this because you've cut the umbilical cord off for the very people that are going to get actual warm bodies into the building. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have for the longest time, must read Alaska, we haven't in a while, but I've reached out to the Sarah Palin camp very, you know, in the spring, summer, multiple times, you know, five or six different times. You want to come on the show, you want to come on the show. And not only did we not, not only did they probably say no, but they just never even responded. So I think Mm -hmm. if that's the kind of attitude with that you have towards conservatives that are, you know, the salt of the earth folks that are pulling off, you know, helping people win borough elections and city council elections and, and school board elections all across the state. If your stance with them is always, oh, that's the old boys club. And I don't want to be involved in that. And then you'll basically get 60 people to your event is what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so th- this is one of the most curious things that we've seen in politics. We're not seeing the Anchorage Daily News write about this, really, which is very interesting because the Anchorage Daily News is a liberal alternative newspaper at this point. It is competes with the Anchorage Press for the alternative sort of reader. And uh, they, uh, they appear to want Mary Peltola to win. And they don't seem to write honestly about anything relating to Sarah Palin. They're not really honest brokers in this regard. They're very much uh, leaving her alone. They didn't write about this event. And this, this would be national news. If the, if, if the news ever got out, I think the media in general would be pretty interested in this, but it just isn't getting out because your mainstream media is actually suppressing this news. I wrote about it a little bit in Notes from the Trail. I wasn't there at the event. I'm not in Anchorage right now. But um, I still think that it is a story that uh, is fascinating. The most fascinating political story of the week is just this just general meltdown. Now, at the same time on uh, Saturday night up in Fairbanks, there was HIPOW. HIPOW is an um, annual event. It's a 53rd annual event. It's fundraising for the Catholic schools of Anchorage. It is a big political event, plus it's a big social event. It really is one of the most sought after social events of the year in Fairbanks. And, you know, after things like Pioneer Days and the Tanana State Fair and that type of thing, Golden Heart City stuff. But uh, it's it's a formal dinner and auction. And so uh, let's see, the political people that I know were there were Mike Dunleavy, um, the governor. I know Lisa Murkowski was there. The congressional candidate Nick Begich was there. And uh, Senate candidate Kelly Chewbacca was there. So you had a pretty good turnout for some of the candidates up there at High Pow. I don't know if Bill Walker, the um, who's running for governor, was there because the Catholics are probably looking askance at him now since he's gone full on pro-abortion. You know, you, you had this anti this this pro-life governor when he was governor, he said he was pro-life, but he's gone completely full on. Everything mm-hmm. he writes about now is pro-abortion. So he's pro-death. Yeah. And um, I, I don't, he probably didn't go to high power. I don't think he'd be that welcome there anymore. Well, one of the things I wanted to let folks know that are listening in, because I think sometimes it's good to hear positive snippets of news. 
Uh, last week, and maybe it's been about a week and a half ago, I was able to follow around Junior, who is the chief equity officer for the city of Anchorage. He okay, was appointed just, by the mayor. Just stop for a minute there. Now, can you pronounce his last name? His name is Junior to me. That's what he said he wanted to be called. It's Junior Omave. <laughs> Omave. And, and he's he's got a Samoan last name that nobody can pronounce. Okay, just so we're clear, it's Junior Omave, who used to play for the New York Jets and the Dallas Cowboys, right? Yep. Yep. And you had him on your show. And well, actually, you did a blog on him. I am so excited about this. It's been so popular. But I think that it's so funny that I can't really pronounce his first name. So I go with Junior and I can barely pronounce his last name, Aomave. But um, I think we all need to learn it because it's not that hard. He's such a cool guy. And I was able to follow him around for a day, uh, about a half a day. And Junior is a guy that uh, was drafted into the NFL. He played college football. Uh, down in uh, Washington, and then I think over in Montana or Wisconsin, and then he worked his butt off and got picked up by the Jets, and then he and he played for a couple of their professional teams, Dallas Cowboys, and played professional football for a good seven years, and then moved on into the back office of the NFL and worked his way up to a being a vice president in the NFL in a very short amount of time. Then he went over to the DEA and was like a community engagement person with the DEA for Alaska. That would be the drug enforcement agency to all y'all. Yeah, which is really cool. I mean, that's such a, that's a, I'm sure he's got a ton of cool stories. I bet of, he does. You know, he basically just gets paid to hang out with folks. And then yeah. uh, Mayor Bronson, you know, saw that he was a very uh, big asset for the city of Anchorage and hired him as the chief equity officer for the biggest city and the biggest state in the U.S., yeah. And uh, he is just such a unique uh, guy. He really genuinely wants to help uh, adults, kids become their, uh, you know, good leaders in their communities, reach their fullest potential. And so if you haven't seen already, we did a vlog on it and which is a video blog, which I don't know, last about 10 minutes and it follows junior around in all the nooks and crannies of his day-to-day -day life. And, he speaks at this elementary school. I'll tell a quick story. And the the principal before or afterwards was telling us that they brought in this like huge, like big speaker that speaks all over the world. And this lady was, you know, literally speaks in a different school every day all over. And she had she was there like three weeks ago. And she had told the principal that the, that the, these kids were the worst kids she's ever spoke to, that they're horrible kids. She's never coming back to the school ever again. <laughs> and, you know, basically your kids are the worst thing ever. And the principal, she said she was like, not only was she crying when that happened, but she was like crying while she was telling us the story. Like it was emotional for her. Oh, my God. And Don't tell us what school it is. OK, because that was and junior goes in there uh -huh. and goes to the school who's the worst school this ever this lady's ever spoken. At, and she speaks at schools all around the world. And junior had these kids on the palm of his hand. You could hear a pin drop in the room. They were just hanging on his every word. And uh, I think he is a true encouragement and motivational tool uh, for the for the uh, city of Anchorage. And he's doing some awesome things. And these kids left and they all felt like Junior was their new best friend. And they wanted to make sure Junior was going to be proud of them while they past middle school, high school, and went off to college. Well, there is something very special about Junior Almave. I've got to say that this guy has been hired by uh, Mayor Dave Bronson to be the city's chief equity officer. Now, that job is something that is, you know, you think, okay, so we're going to pay another $100,000 for what? 
And it was created by the Anchorage Assembly. And it was supposed to be a job for you know, somebody that they wanted to bring in and then use as their political tool to help dem um, Democratic campaigns move ahead. So they, it was basically a person to be on staff in the mayor's office and to work as a mole and to work in, in the capacity as a Democratic operative. Well, the mayor wasn't going to have anything to do with that. He fired the old guy who they, they brought up this Clifford Armstrong from, from um, Tacoma and nothing against people from Tacoma. But the guy was um, not from Alaska. He had no history here. And he was a Democratic operative, essentially. So then uh, he, the, the assembly said, you have to hire somebody. We, we created this position. You have to hire somebody. So Dave Bronson, the smart guy that he is, said, fine. So I'm going to hire this junior Aomabe. We've got to, you know, if we're going to talk about diversity and inclusion, let's talk about the Polynesian community. It is the largest, one of the largest minorities in, in Anchorage, a very, very significant minority. And so junior is actually in the highest political position that any Samoan has ever been in, in Alaska. And so his job is to work on sort of what they call diversity and equity issues. And he, the way that he's approaching the job is to say, we got to start at the bottom here with the kids where, you know, not at the bottom, but the top, the kids are at the top, right? We got to start with the kids when they're fresh and we've got to really encourage them to be their best, do their best, you know, stay on a good track. And so that's what he's doing is he's spending some time in some of the schools and giving these, these talks. He's doing other things as well in the community, but uh, much to the dismay of people like Chris Constant on the assembly who absolutely threw a hissy that somebody like Junior would be uh, hired and did not want to confirm him and did not want to um, even have him on staff. And in fact, during one of the most recent budget meetings, even suggested that they just simply defund the position because he didn't want Junior on there. Junior's doing a great job. And after you did this thing, John, where you came up and you followed him around for a day, put together this wonderful video. Everybody needs to go to YouTube and watch this video. You feel so encouraged about our state, the things that we actually could do if we could get beyond all this politics and just start helping. And you did a, such an amazing job on this video. It's been seen by over 39,000 people in just like one week, which is pretty darn amazing. That's a lot of people. And and um, then he sent me a note and he just said, you know, all the glory is to God. It's not me. It's all the glory is to God. I mean, the guy is a man of absolute faith and he's so humble and he's, he's approachable for people. So I think that he is one of the hidden treasures of Anchorage. And we're so lucky to have him. And Junior, just keep doing, just, you just keep being you, Junior. We, <laughs> we got an awful lot of fans out here. And I know John and I are now uh, two of them. Yep. Junior's literally changing people's lives. Yeah. with a smile on. And uh, I can tell you that he's one of the most genuine people I've ever come across. And he's, I, you know, whether he's getting paid to do this or not, he's going to, this is part of who he is. Yeah. And it's kind of ingrained in, in, in who he is. And, and uh, the future is only bright for a guy like that. I saw on his Facebook, I think yesterday or the day before, he was in New York uh, at a Jets event, some, you know, kind of like former players event. And, um, you know, he's taken, you know, a lot of folks that kind of see fame, uh, you know, we see them fall very quickly, very hard in the news media. And this is a guy who's taken his brief stint, even if it was seven years of, of football fame and done good with it and decided he's not going to 
be about being an Instagram star or a TikTok star or something like that. He wants to invest in kids' lives and that's what he wants to do. And I think, and I think that, uh, you know, our state should be proud of a guy like that. Can I just do a little quick shout out there to uh, Jamie Allard, our assemblywoman from Eagle River, Chugiak, for helping put that together and giving, yes, us, thank you, giving us the idea to do, to follow <laughs> Junior around and say, you know, this is somebody that, that needs, um, that needs a little bit of recognition for the, all the good that he's doing, he's doing quietly. And he's not, it's not about him. It's all about the kids and it's about the community. And so thanks Jamie Allard for uh, giving uh, John the idea that this would be a, a really good project. So you can find that. Where's that video located now? Uh, it's on YouTube. If you just type in junior must read Alaska, it'll pop right up. We'll put a link in the episode um, for you guys. And uh, it's uh, on YouTube. It's, it's, uh, you know, if you want to have a little inspiration for the day, take 10 minutes out of your day and go watch the video. Yeah. And if you want to get junior to come and speak to your school, I bet you that, um, that John, you could help people wire that in. Maybe you should put a, a contact uh, number or a contact w- way people can contact you or contact junior. Yep. I'll put junior's, uh, uh, city email in there. And, uh, I know he told me he's <clears throat> willing and able to speak pretty much in any school around Anchorage outside of Anchorage. I don't know how that works, but inside of Anchorage, that's his uh, stomping ground. So he's he's uh, ready, willing, and able to you know go change any kid's life that wants to see them at their school. So yeah. I, I think we're out of time. It's it's yep. uh, man, that time has fl- flown. Any last thoughts, Suzanne, before we head mm, off here? No, it's good to see you again. I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks, but you've been doing a really amazing job on the on this podcast, John. I just I'm so proud of the work you've done. You've had. People like Les Guerra on, you know, the gubernatorial candidate from the Democrat side, and you've had some other uh, people on. I know you've got some in your lineup that are going to be a little bit uh, edgy for people. Not everybody is uh, thinks that that's the right <laughs> message, but you're 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 doing a fantastic job. You're getting great guests. I love the fact that you have this British rap star Zuby on, and um, I I just think you know get him on again. And um, just keep going, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing an amazing job. I'm so proud of you. Anyway, thanks for everything you do every single day. Thanks. It's fun. You know, and a a gentle reminder to folks, I say this every so often when we have folks that are maybe more liberal or, or, you know, Democrats on the show, just because we have them on the show doesn't mean we agree with them. (laughs) It means we want to have a conversation with them. And I think that that's one of the things that we've lost in today's day and age of the political world is we can't even sit down and have a conversation with somebody that we disagree with. And so um, that, you know, just remember that if if you see on the Must Read Alaska show, oh my gosh, they have less air on. Yeah. It doesn't mean we're endorsing him, holding up a sign on the side of the street, hoping that he wins. It means that we're having a conversation with him and that's about it. So yeah. Um, uh, thanks so much, Suzanne, for the kind words. I really appreciate yeah. it. And for folks that do listen, read, or watch the Must Read Alaska show, uh, the Must Read Alaska website, or anything we do on social media, we want to thank you for that. Our social media stuff has been going crazy the last couple months. We've reached something like 60 million people in the last month and a half, two months. And so that's all because of folks like you. So we want to thank you for that. And we just want to thank you for listening in. We've, we've, you know, we're very fortunate to have a very popular podcast and that's because of folks like you. So um, tomorrow or what they say, Monday, this it's week, Monday. I'm going to have, I, I think it's Wednesday, but I don't want to say for sure. This week, I'm going to have Matt Shukaro on to talk about the constitutional convention and voting no for it. So we had Jim Minery on on Friday about why he's voting yes. And he's on the 
some sort of a, he's on the advisory board for convention. Yes, Matt Shekro will be on, I believe, Wednesday to talk about why he's voting no and the group that he represents is behind the no vote. So that'll be very interesting. Until next time from somewhere in Alaska, I'm John Quick signing off here.